Episode one with the motivational cowboy, me, Johnny D. I got Sonia Crosby in the house, a great friend of mine for now 10 years. Sonia, can you believe that when you came over today? I was like, Sonia, it has been 10 years since we met. I know. And I'm still 22, though. (laughs) Yeah. I felt 22 (laughs) until I got out of bed this morning. (laughs) And I was like, oh, boy, man. Late 40s. I know. I know. It's like, uh, it depends on the day you ask me. That's how old I am. (laughs) It's like yesterday I ran uh, six miles and I get up this morning and my feet hurt. I was like, what the heck is going on? Man, I'm not running six miles if somebody is chasing me with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody told me the other day, they're like, yeah, I ran this morning. I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, where'd you, you know, how far'd you run? They said, uh, I ran to the donut shop. And oh, that's right. <laughs> that's my kind of people right there. Sadia, man, this is the, the my very first episode of Outstanding Life Podcast. And when I thought about all the people that I could have on my very first podcast, I thought of you because when I met you 10 years ago, I'll never forget the day that you walked up to me and you said, I want to be a speaker. Yeah. Do you remember that day? Yeah, it was crazy. And 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 I said, "Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, sure. Everybody does. Everybody right. thinks it's easy. Everybody wants to do it, but nobody actually wants to put the time into it." Right. And I said, "When you're serious, here's my phone number. Call me." Yeah. And it took you a little while. It did. But you called me. Yeah, and and the reason I didn't call you right away was because so many people say, yeah, I can help you out with that. And then you go and you call them and they're like, they never return your they're call. Like, who is this? Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, did I say I was going to help you? Oh, uh, well, when I get a minute and then the minute never comes. Right. So when I did call you, I, I was I was like, I still want to do this. But I had no clue. I mean, none whatsoever. And I had been scouring the Internet and I had read a couple of books and I was still nowhere. And I called you. I'm like, OK. I really want to do this, John, but I I don't even know where to start. And you were so gracious, but you were funny because you told me you said, "Listen, I'm gonna I give you your homework." Yeah, he said, "I'm gonna give you a couple of things to do. If you don't get them done, then don't call me back." That's exactly what I said to you too. Yes, That's you exactly did. what I said. That's but awesome. I got my homework done. You did. A couple of weeks later, it was like one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. It was done. I was like. Holy cow, she's serious. Yep. This girl's serious. Yep. I was serious because I had gotten to the point where I knew I wanted to do something that used my performance skills because I'd been acting for a really long time before that. And But I needed something that was not about developing a character. I wanted to use some of my experiences to kind of help people. Right, right. And when you asked me what I wanted to talk about, I was like, well... You know, I had a really bad accident uh, years ago, and it took me some struggles to get through, but I got through, and I kind of want to help people get through, you know, challenges and and obstacles and adversity and all that, you know, all those buzzwords, whatever. And, uh, you know, you're like, well, you need to develop a topic. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay, well, uh, let me get back with you. Right, right. Yeah. Well, 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 let me stop you right there, because before we even get into that, I just thought about this. And uh, before your accident, before all those things, Mm -hmm. you were taught by some of the best in our country. 
And that is our military. You yeah. served in our military. I'm getting goosebumps right now, and it, and, it, and it's so cool. So I want to thank you for serving. Oh, you know, in you. the army, right? Yes, it was uh, some of the best years of my life. Truly. Now, now you really mean that? Yes, because some I people do. either they're like, "Oh, this was great," and they're or, or they're like, "Oh boy, this really stunk." But well, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I served in um, peacetime, and I would probably have a different perspective had I gone to war. Right. Um, but I I learned some really good things. Not only you know, occupational wise, but just about myself. Right, right. And and about what I could do, because, you know, I was like a private Benjamin. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it really taught me a lot about what I could do and how how well I could do it. Right. So yeah, I love so it. So what did you do in the army? I was a military intelligence sergeant. And people So uh, wait, wait, can you tell me secrets? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, man. I could, but then I had to kill you. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you could do that too. <laughs> well, yes, I can. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, thank you well, again for serving, you know, in our army. And that's, and that's pretty pleasure. awesome. And um, so let's get back to me um, giving you that homework. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I remember this. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll never forget these, these times. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so passionate about me having you on the show mm-hmm. first. And that is... You had to come up with, I said, you need to come up with a, with a title yeah. and a tagline. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of the hardest things. Like people think, oh, you just talk, you, you make it look so easy. Right. Well, you get up in front of 10 or 20,000 people <laughs> and, and you make it look good. There is yeah. no band. Yeah. There's no backup singers. It nope. is you in a microphone yeah, and you better you. be good. Yeah. <laughs> and when I saw you, I mean, I was so, I was so excited because you were so energetic and the audience was so engaged. And I was like, look at that. <laughs> I mean, he is handling his business. (laughs) And it was really like, oh, my God, now, okay, I don't think I'm going to be that good. But at least I would love to see if I can do this. Right, right. And and I know, you know, you said it would take a while to to build the business. And, you know, everybody says, oh, it's not going to take that long for me. And then it has taken that long. No, I was real with you. I mean, it takes a couple of years to... To to be good yes. and, and to hone your arts because you have to go through the failures in life so you can talk about them. Yes. Yes. So let's get back to what do you talk about? I mean, tell I mean, I know, but tell everybody <laughs> what you you finally can't call me back and you said, I got it. Yes. I said, okay, yeah, sure. Yes. It's gonna take two or three times, but you didn't. You knew right yeah, away. I did. Well, you know what? I prayed about it because I knew that God had given me this story to share and I I needed to have a topic that kind of reached everywhere. Yeah. And I talk about the power of positive perseverance. And and when we talk about perseverance, we just mean, you know, just continuing through the rough spots and and just keep going. Don't give up. Everyday stuff. Everyday stuff. Exactly. And that's what's so good about what you talk about is the average person. You don't have to be making a million dollars to understand what you're talking about. That's exactly it. And and me and you do so much speaking together, even even these days, to to crowds that just get our message. And it's so fun. And and what they don't get from me, they get from you and vice versa. I know. And it's so cool because we offer that diversity to people where you are just so energetic and you are so up there and you're bringing people up and it's like and then I go and then you know what happened well I had to do such and such and so and so but I kept going that's right and there was a light at the end in the tunnel and it was not a moving train coming toward me right exactly (laughs) so so you had so many great stories and I don't even want to say great yeah because some of them were tragic yeah 
And um, I want to talk about one of the stories that I think is, it really humbles somebody. Mm. And I guess it kind of humbled you as well. Mm. I mean, you know what I mean? Because mm. it's like, you know, you're, you're on that high yeah. of, of life and like nothing could be better. Yeah. And then something happens. What happened with you and your late husband? Well, we were married for 19 months. And he was amazing. He had a smile that could melt butter, honest to God. What did he do? He was a state trooper, Michigan that's right, State Trooper. Yeah, yep, that's right. yep. He looks so good awesome. in that uniform. <laughs> so is it so, so okay? So is that is, is that is that true that women like men in uniform? Oh yeah. Okay. Well then you know what? I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna I'm gonna turn in my cowboy hat for, for a uniform, then I'm gonna come out as a fireman or a police officer. <laughs> I don't know, man. That could <laughs> That can help a lot. We might have to change a few things for you, but uh... well, 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 then again, I, I, I think like Texas, their their state troopers wear cowboy hats. Well, I think I was gonna say that the cowboy, the cowboy thing is working for you, babe. That's so right. Just leave I'll, it. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't try to change it. Okay, so but, so uh, it is true that women do like men in uniform. Well, I can't speak for all women, but this woman <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh yeah. So what was yeah. his name? His name was Anthony Crosby. We Anthony. called him Tony. Yep. So mm-hmm. Tony was a state trooper. Yep, yep. And uh, we actually knew each other a long time before we even thought about dating. Mm-hmm. And he was just, I think it was like a, a year younger than me. And back, you know, back when you're really young, that's like really young. Right. You're like, young blood, you need to get out of here, you know. <laughs> and I met him at a party and uh, we both left for the service about the same time. I think he left a year after me. And then we saw each other again when we were both serving on Fort Lewis, Washington. And we were kind of, you know, hey, how you doing? I know you. You're from Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he left and deployed to Egypt and I came home and we saw each other. We were at a concert with friends. He was there with a date and I was there with friends. And you know how they say in the movies, we looked across and there was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And, <laughs> and you know, it was like, oh, wow. And then uh, he called my girlfriend and he was like, look, I need to talk to her. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get her your number. She wants to call you. She'll call you. Right, right. He kept calling her. He's like, look, Becker, call me. (laughs) And I talked to him and he says, uh, I want to sweep you off your feet. And I was like, man. I thought he was dating somebody. Well, he he was at the concert with somebody. Okay, okay. I don't know if that was a date or not. But yeah, he called I, I, me. I just want to make sure that I understand that the, where the story is going here. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I want to. Well, so he said that. He said that yeah. to you. He said, "I want to sweep you off your feet." He did, and I told him. And he did he? Needed, he did. <laughs> he did. And I was so. <clears throat> I was so jaded. I mean, I really, I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, that's the best pickup line in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I wasn't even buying it. And I was like, dude, you need to try decaf because this ain't working for me. And we had our first date. And honest to God, he swept me right off my feet. And um, it was so amazing because we Was it love at first sight then at that point? I, I wouldn't say it was love at first sight. I think... Just being around him, and he he wooed me. I mean, it was it was <laughs> impressive because <laughs> you know by that point I I never really been wooed before. It was kind of right. like, hey, how you doing? We're hanging out, I'm going, you know, we we'll go get dinner, whatever. I I just 
I didn't, I wasn't really a romantic person. I just never was. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we went out and a couple times and then he was stationed a couple couple hours away in Pawpaw at the time. So we talked on the phone a lot. So we really got to know each other on the phone. I mean, we didn't sleep much because we were always on the phone. Right. Uh, And And these days it's the the internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, we saw each other probably every other weekend and really it was like, wow, this is something. And so we got married shortly after, um, we got married in May and I think we started dating in the previous September, maybe. So did you get, so you got married while you're in the military? No. Okay. So you were out by then. Mm -hmm. Okay. We were out. Okay. We were out by then. And he was working? He was a state trooper yep, here in Michigan? he was working Michigan. as a state trooper, and I was a secretary or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and it was just amazing. Yeah. And I was doing some uh, some acting, and he says, well, why don't you go on and do it full time? And I was like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, because my mom always taught me, you got to be independent. You right. got to have your own. You got to do your own. Yep. So I'm figuring I'm working and I'm doing my little acting stuff and I'm okay. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you got a husband now. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I can do that. Yeah. You know? And then I quit my job and started doing acting full time and was very successful at it. And then unfortunately, uh, our 19 months was all we got. And we were in a really bad car accident. And uh, I uh, lost him. He was gone. We we were just uh, have we were going out on a date night, mm-hmm. and we were going to the movies. And uh, it was just before Christmas, about five days before Christmas of ninety five, I believe. And out of nowhere, a car just thought they could beat us through the light and careened into his side and. He uh, suffered from brainstem swelling that was irreversible. And uh, I broke my neck, my back, my right leg in two places, and my right collarbone. And he died the next day. They tried to revive him, but he he didn't come back. And um, so from there, it was just trying to heal me and trying mm-hmm. to take care of me mentally and, and physically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and his family, Oh my God, they were so great. You know, they were grieving their, mm-hmm. their loss, but they were right there for me. And, um, it was, it was atrocious. I, I was like, okay, I'm done too. Why? Yeah. You know, I was so mad. I was like, okay, you give me this amazing man and what happened? You know, he's gone now. Right. And so I had to deal with that and I had to deal with just, you know, my own physical and mental recuperation. And that was not easy. And it just took a long time for me to first physically heal because the physical came quickly, Mm -hmm. not quickly, but quicker than the mental and, you know, all of the guilt and all of the anger and Mm -hmm. all of the, you know, black days when I just wanted to, I don't want to be here. And I never thought about taking my own life, but I was really pissed that God didn't take it. You know, I was just mad. Why'd you leave me here? So let me ask you this. They say that in times like that, 
there are positive people in your life that you don't realize it till after you get through it that how positive these people were. Yeah. Who yeah. was it for you that that kept you going in those dark places that you were at? Man, let me tell you, my parents were amazing. And really? my mom my mom can do anything. I mean, she <laughs> she would get me in that wheelchair and she would uh you know, when it was okay for me to go out, she would lift that wheelchair into the van and come on, we're getting out. You're going to get some air. I'm like, nah, I don't want to go anywhere. Come on, you're going. Yeah. And just all of it. I mean, from the tenderest giving me a bath with all this iron wrapped around me. Yeah. And yeah. Know, what was that device called that? I, I saw pictures and yeah. I don't know what that thing yeah. is, but it, I mean, yeah, it looked like you were like in some kind of weird movie or something. I know. Right. <laughs> I felt like it too. Yeah. It was called a halo. Okay. And uh, I had four screws um, drilled into my skull, two in, in my forehead and two in the back so that it held my neck bones together so they could fuse I and heal properly. I have known you for 10 years and I'm looking at you right now across the table here. Is mm-hmm. that what the uh-huh. scar's from? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't see this one, but yeah. yeah. Okay. For the mm-hmm. first time in 10 years, I've actually looking at you going, Wow, I do see that now. Yeah, well, I'm so self conscious because I think people are staring at them all the time. Yeah, no, and uh, all, even but... on my my you know my knees, and I've got a big scar on my thigh. And uh, for a really long time, I wouldn't wear shorts or dresses really? because I didn't want to have to explain it. And now I'm like, this is a badge of honor. Ask me. That's you want to know? <laughs> I'll tell you. So, was there a turning point for you that that you remember that everybody was trying to have you? see the positive in your life that, that you were still here. Yeah. Was there a turn, turning point that you finally said, you know what, I can't fight this anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and look at it a different way. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it, it really came from my two nieces. Um, my Really? My, yeah. Yeah. My sister and her husband lived in a small house in Detroit. And my sister um, <clears throat> actually took care of me in my convalescent, they brought the hospital bed in, the porta potty. I so mean, your they sister, all her husband, bed. and her mm-hmm. two kids, and her two kids. And Let- this is a small house, mind <laughs> you. Okay, basically moved you right into their yes, house. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that that yes. I'm painting this picture here yes. of the small little house, and they and, and they they literally brought in yes. the hospital bed for you. Yes. And the girls were so gracious. How old and were I mean, they back then? Gosh, I think uh, the youngest one had to be. Maybe six. And they were your inspiration. Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't they, it, it, yeah. So, so if you're listening right now, it doesn't matter. That's where I tell people, I go, you can get inspiration from the youngest to the oldest people and everywhere in between. Man. Inspiration comes from every walk of life, every age. I'm telling you, and, every day they would come in from school and they would sit in the room with me and they would kiss me on my forehead and they would eat dinner with me and tell me about their day. <laughs> and all this time, I thought I looked like a monster. Right, right. And I was afraid that I was going to scare my babies. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you talk about just, you know, that was the biggest thing on my mind was, oh my God, I don't want them to be afraid of me. Yeah. And they would come in and they would just kiss me and say, hi, auntie. And they would come <laughs> and sit. And man, you talk about just renewed spirit. Yeah. I mean, just really allowing myself to say, yeah, I do have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You know, cause at first I was, I, I wasn't even praying. I was mad. <laughs> I was mad. I was crying and I was screaming and I would, you know, I was just mad at God and Bitter, I right? would tell him I was mad and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it was like, 
it was like this this voice. And, you know, when people say, God, talk to me, you don't hear him in your ears. I mean, I don't hear him in my ears. You hear him in your gut. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, at least you're still talking to me. <laughs> and I was like, no, he no, he didn't. So now, so now at this point, you're arguing with God now. <laughs> exactly. And I had to bust out laughing because I couldn't believe that I just heard this. Yeah, yeah. And from then on, I was like, oh. Oh, we being real. Okay, then I'm going to keep talking to you then. Yeah, yeah. And as I did, he really started bringing light and, and, and really good inspiration and people who love me and bringing me in. And all of a sudden, all of that dark, crusty shell just kind of started falling away. I'm not going to say it melted because I still had some, okay? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I probably still have some depending on who you ask. Well, but but, but that, <laughs> that still some is the reason why you're such a great speaker these yeah. days. And you share a little bit of that every time you take the stage. And that's yeah. where it's, you, you keep it, you keep it real girl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And you still need that passion inside yeah. and that hurt to be able to tell a great story. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so don't amazing. never lose it. Well, I don't think I will. <laughs> so you get, you get through that. Mm -hmm. um, did you keep acting? Um, you know, it took me a long time to get back to it because I was in a wheelchair for a year and right. a half. So, uh, I, I slowly got back into it and some clients that had hired me before, uh, said, okay, are you ready? Yeah. Let's see if you can do it. Yeah. And I got back to it and I, I was, you know, kind of slowly, but surely back into it. And that was another thing that brought me joy. Mm -hmm. It was like, Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, back. You're good and, at it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I I've really enjoyed it, and I've been very fortunate in in being a lot uh, in a lot of the productions in in the state. Yeah, so. because I mean the, that's the one good thing about I mean you do a lot of um, not even just commercials. Mm -hmm. You do more of the business videos, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, and you're good because even my daughter. I've never going through, you know, school and going through grad school yeah. and, and, and getting her first job. And there was she had to watch you. Yeah. Yeah. Do the videos. And she's like, wait, dad, does she have a master's degree like me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. but she's doing the video. Exactly. For you. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so you do, um, what do they call that? Commercial video? They, they call, call them corporate educational films. Okay. There you videos. go. See? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, really that, that's been like my bread and butter for the longest time yeah. and, and being able to convey an idea or uh, train someone as to how to do their job. And it's funny as all get out because I had a client who wanted my subject matter expert certifications. They were like, uh, we need to have those on file so that, you know, when somebody asks us, blah, blah, blah. And my director's like, uh, well, let me ask her. And, he, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you asking me for? You know, I'm just reading a script. Right, he right. said, oh yeah, let me go tell them. They didn't believe it. No They kidding. could not believe it. They were like, no, she knows what she's talking about because, you know, yeah. I said, um, I'm reading the teleprompter, y'all. That is so funny. Yeah. You know, some people, they, they get, they always have great stories about failure. Yeah. And, um, I have a couple myself of, uh, <laughs> you know, mine was, was speaking, but you did a lot of these films. Mm -hmm. Do you remember a time that somebody asked you to come do something and you were so excited and you completely thought you bombed it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I, I know i'm putting you on like right on the spot right now but but i you know we all have those times and, and, and if you would have told me no i don't have those hmm. 
I would say you're lying. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And, that and, and I'm going to end the show lie. right now because you're flipping lying to me. <laughs> We've all failed. Can you tell us one of those times that uh, you got asked to do something? And I don't know if it oh, was yeah. a presentation. Maybe mm-hmm. it, it was one of these films. No, it was an audition. Okay. I, I, I will never forget it for okay. as long as I live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here it is. I'm... I'm in these corporate educational films, you are talking about either a vehicle or a product. And right. You're walking around that vehicle or product and you're demonstrating what these things are. So uh, back in these times, I was using what's called an ear prompter. And it's kind of a an earpiece that's connected to a cassette recorder. And right. the script is on a cassette recorder. Okay. So not only you just you, made me old because I remember I know right? I remember tapes <laughs> and I those know. of you that are a little bit younger that's how we used to listen to CDs yes, and now babies. you download yes babies that is that is so true I know I feel old right now sorry you uh, go ahead but that was funny You're, you said tape and I'm like wait a second she I know just, yeah just those made little me feel bitty, old again a little bitty micro tapes yeah yeah um, but yeah so you had to plug it in and then you know there's a technique that you use uh, to deliver the speech. And so I'm, you know, I, I practiced and I, I got there to the audition and uh, this was a father and son duo that was doing a ton of work in town and I really liked them a mm-hmm. lot. And so they, um, you know, they got me there and I'm I'm good. I got my script ready and I've, I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Okay. So I start my script and I start my little walk around and I'm reading and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing great. This is <laughs> solid. Yeah. You know, so I get to the point where I'm almost at the end and I've got to step up on the, the bumper of this cargo van and show them the luggage rack up okay. top. Right. So I get around there and I'm like, yeah, I'm almost finished. This is good. I step up on the bumper of the cargo van and I feel something yank and crash. And I heard something and I looked down and I was like, that's my cassette recorder. <laughs> and then I feel something up around my neck because with the cassette recorder having fallen to the ground, now the loop, the transmitter loop is up over my neck. <laughs> like it's going to choke me, right? right. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, 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 okay, shh. I was quiet and I swear it seemed like it was 10 minutes that passed, but <laughs> right. it really wasn't, right? Yeah. So I start flop sweating and I'm like, oh, yeah. but I realized in an instant that I was at the end and I knew what I was supposed to say, whether it was in my ear or not. Yeah, yeah. So I get up there, I finish it, and then I stop and, you know, and the director yells, cut. I reach down and pick up the multiple pieces of my cassette recorder, you know, pull down this transmitter loop from my neck. And I said, uh, thank you. And I ran. I'm telling you, I ran right, out the door. Yeah. I got in the car and I was like, <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I didn't believe I did that. <laughs> you know, and I'm screaming and I'm hollering and I'm like, oh, crap. So I said, you know what? I'm chalking this up to the worst audition ever. I got to go to work now. And uh, about a week later, my agent called me and she says, hey, you know, I can book you on that such and such and job for the, you know, father and son. And I was like, bull, bleep, bleep, bleep. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, what? I said, girl, I told you I bombed that audition. I called you that day and told you how bad I was. You better call him back. Right, right. And she's like, Sonia, no, I said, "Mm mm-mm. Because at that time, we had three Sonias in the business. And um, sometimes they would get us mixed up. And I said, no, you need to call them back. Make sure that you confirm that it is Sonia Crosby (laughs) they want. She called me back. She was laughing her butt off. She said, Sonia, 
it's you they want. So I was like, cool. All right. Yeah. Now, ordinarily you get booked for one job, one corporate film, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm right. happy because it's a good day rate and it's, it's great fun yeah. for me. I love the work. But this one, what I came to find out was going to be shot on location in Malibu, California. Oh, nice. I was like, what? And, and it's, it's, it's how many? It's not one. It's 14. It was 14 videos. So you talk about, I would, man, I was doing a happy dance all over the place. Okay. <laughs> so you literally thought you bombed it and mm-hmm. then got 14 days out of it. Right. It was the best job I've ever had in my whole yeah. life. And these guys were amazing. And I'm telling you, I got to the airport still when we were going to Malibu. I said, uh, okay, I told my ride, don't leave just yet. Cause I know these fools, when they see my face, they're going to be like, oh yeah, it wasn't you. I get there and I'm like, uh, now y'all know I messed that up. And the guy said, you know what, Sonia, you you messed it up, but yeah. you kept going. He said, that's what we're going to need. When you mess up, you can't be wallowing in that failure. You just got to get up and do it again. That's what video is about. So when you came up with your tagline and your um, your title, mm-hmm. did you think about these stories that, that you just told us? Oh, I have. Absolutely. <laughs> because, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm just looking at the my notes right now and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like. This so fits into everything that you talk about today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and for me, I want people to understand that, yeah, you're going to go through stuff. You're always going to go through stuff. But my dad always tells me, you know, life is about how you perceive it. Right. You know, it, so what? You made a mistake. So what? You failed. But are you just going to give up or are you going to keep trying? Yeah. And I read a book. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name who wrote it, but his name is, uh, I, I mean, but the name of the book was Failing Forward. Okay. I listened to that book on tape for at least five times when I was going through <laughs> stuff because, you know, it's like, it's okay to fail. You're going to learn from yeah, your failure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I read um, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, yep. the unabridged version. And it was talking about, you know, taking that failure and, and channeling it into something else and, you know, learning what you were supposed to learn from that situation and use it in the next thing that yeah. you're doing. And man, I mean, every day, I mean, when it, when you talk about just getting through life and every day, I mean, I'm, I'm a 50 something person with a seven year old daughter. Well, I was just going to get into that story too, Woo. because so, so now life is going great for you. You're speaking, it's you're good. doing this, you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call one day and your life changes again. Yeah. And, 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 and before I even get there, I want to let everybody know that you did remarry. I did. And let's talk about that because because then I wanted to talk about this next the next step. phase. Yeah. yeah, the next phase is <laughs> yeah. is even crazier. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so you you did get remarried. You mm-hmm. fell in love again, mm-hmm. but this time it was different too because yes. you married your best friend. Yeah, yeah. I married a really good friend. And, so what? Uh, like what happened there? Because it was totally the opposite. Oh yeah. Of how your last one worked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's so funny because he and I had been friends for many years and then he moved away to Chicago for a job. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we would just hang out and, you know, have fun, get a bottle of wine, have a good dinner yeah, and just, yeah. you know, chew the fat more or less. Right. And um, when he heard about the accident... He was also moving back to Detroit and we just kind of picked up where we left off and we we're hanging out. And after a while, 
uh, he was saying, you know, I'm so sick of dating these crazy women and <laughs> women with, you know, nine and 10 kids. And, you know, right. he's like, I, I can't do this. And we looked at each other and we we're like, yeah, how come we can't find somebody like, you know, you? And we kind of looked at each other like, mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, you you know stuff I wouldn't tell nobody I was dating. Right, you know, right, yeah. That courtship stuff completely gone. Right, you know. Right, yeah. But we made each other laugh, and we were good company for each other. And at that point, really, that was that was all I could do. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I'm I I wasn't that real. I mean, I wasn't a romantic to begin with. But then when Tony left, I was like, yeah, that's gone now. Right, right. Um, but I I had a genuine love for Mark mm-hmm. and he he accepted me for for everything, everything I was, yeah. you know, and everything I wasn't. I mean, I was I was broken. I was, you know, I had scars and I I, I had mental scars and physical scars. I was just going to say and, mental and physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, really? You? You, me? Yeah. Wow, no. And he says, no, yeah, yeah. And so we said, well, okay, let's just, let's date for a year and see how we're doing. And at the end of the year, you know, we'll... Reevaluate. Make, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was it was more of a corporate merger. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, it was, it was good for us. And so a year later, we decided to get married and we did. Wait a second. So... I just want to stop you right there because, I like, again, I've known you for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, like, have a meeting about this? Did you come with, with a spreadsheet? Did you, I mean, did you talk over this with a wine and dinner? Or was it like, hey, listen, okay, things are working out. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, it was. It <laughs> like, was, help me out here. <laughs> yeah, it was really very comfortable. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't business like. It was more like hanging out with a you know glass of wine. He'll tell you it was three. <laughs> Sonia, I know you. Probably yeah, was. Right. <laughs> yeah. He was probably being nice. It was probably four. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that there's only four or five in a bottle. Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was super comfortable like that. And I was like, yeah, I ain't doing nothing. Okay, yeah, let's do it. And we've been married 20 years. I Is know, that crazy? 20 years. Yeah. You, 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 I remember you calling me just what, a month or two ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're like, mm-hmm. Johnny, it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So so that, and then at that point, you guys are working together. Yep. You guys are traveling together. Yep. You're doing all the right things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're almost 50. Yeah. Life is good. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you guys got a house. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, life is just precious yeah right mm-hmm. just hanging out living the literally literally literary living the dream yeah you guys were just like doing what people would only dream of yeah yeah and then things changed yeah yeah what happened well let's see <laughs> wow Look, we had a we had a business for 10 years that tanked you know during the the bad part you know during the 2009 in, in you know in area era excuse yeah. me and uh then we were fortunate enough to get jobs on auto show which is what we how we met back in the day right and we were traveling together and working together having a really good time you know pl- playing on somebody else's dime because yeah. you know i'm like julie the cruise director i'm like you know okay we're going to houston and uh we're gonna get some barbecue and we're gonna do that, 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 that. and you know so that's what we would do and we we had a really good time doing it I, well, hang on i just I, I gotta stop you just for a second here what was it like? I can't. I couldn't even imagine me traveling with my spouse. <laughs> I am not married, but I can't even imagine living 
with somebody on the road and at home. You know what? It was not bad. <laughs> okay. We had a good time. Okay. And, you know, we... Mark, Mark may not listen to this podcast, so it's okay. You can be honest with us. <laughs> no, I, I, no honestly, I know. I'm just teasing yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I can be honest about you because tr- trust me, I, I I can say some things, you know, some <laughs> some other things that aren't so flattering. But um, we had a really good time doing that. And it was just simply about loving our job, yeah. loving what we did, and being able to do it together. So, you know, one wasn't at home wishing they were, you know, with each other. Because that, that absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. I, yeah, yeah no. I don't believe in that. Yeah, no, agreed. yeah, yeah. Um, but we did. We had a really good time. And uh, then one day, my sister comes and picks us up at the airport because um, I had let her borrow my car. Her car was in the shop, and uh, she used my car while she was gone. And you know, Mark gets in, and she gets in the back, and she's just talking to us, and she's talking about a baby that a cousin of ours had. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know she was pregnant. Okay, well, whatever. And so she's like. <laughs> Say hi to Yanni. And I went, there's a baby back there. <laughs> and she had to be, what, three weeks old? I mean, she was brand new. Oh, she was young then. I, I didn't new. realize that she was that young. Yeah, she was brand spanking new. And my sister had her and um, she was helping the mom, you know, try to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes those things just don't work out. Right. And so... She, uh, my sister had her for a while and then our biological father took ill and she had to care for him. So it ended up that we, from the time she was about five weeks old, we just were hands in. And at that time we were still on the road and then we'd come back and get her and we'd have her until we go back on the road. And, right. Um, it yeah, was that, a, that's always perfect. Yeah, yeah. Spoil and, them and then give them back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, that was my thing. You know, I'm, I'm not spoilerati. But uh, it became increasingly obvious that nobody was really able to step in and do that full time and give her the security that she needed. Right. And then we were on the road just talking about her and missing her and, you know, wondering what she's doing. And just it was miserable. Yeah. And, you know, our colleagues were like, if they talk about this baby one more time. You know, I'm like, oh, did you see the baby? Oh, did I show you that picture last week? Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, it's like being held captive when people have their vacation pictures. It happened to me today at Tim Hortons. They're like, hey, my baby turned seven today. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, happy birthday to your daughter. Oh, you want to see pictures? Not really. I got to go. But okay, let me me look. Yes, I'm very guilty of that. I am very bad at it. Um, But yeah, so we decided to get off the road and... It was, it was like God really called us to do it. Yeah. And so it, and the funny part was that it was Mark's decision and not mine. And he said, you know, we really need to do this. And I was like, huh? I'm auntie. What you talking about? He says, she really needs us. And I was like, well, yeah, but. Hmm. Are you sharp? Yeah, you were comfortable. You were living yeah. the dream. I mean, mm-hmm. you were traveling, you were working, yep, you guys we were, were making, making good, good money. money. Yeah, yep. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, all right, well, if we need to do this, we'll do it. And it has been the best decision I've ever made, regardless mm-hmm. of the struggles to gain employment. Because when you're 50, you think you're, you know, 
<laughs> still young and viable and, you know, employable. And other yeah. people are like, you owe. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. But, but yeah, and, and it has been an adjustment. I mean, it's, listen, I mean, she's upstairs right now mm-hmm. while, we're, while we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I made sure I sugar her all up. And you That's know right. that I, I, bought, like, what, I, I bought like 12 donuts for her to take home. <laughs> I made sure that she had all that because it's fun. So, so at that point, you're literally... Um, you're in your fifties yeah, and now you have a seven year old. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to make money without traveling because yeah. she needs me. And yeah. What am I going to do? So enter Johnny D the motivational cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. So now, yeah. I mean, at, at, at that point, I, I, I love how you say that you're going through menopause and then you're, wait, Man. I don't know how you say that, but you're Ooh, like, Hey, listen, Lord. I got a kid. So it's like, we're wanting to kill each other. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, there is something to be said about having children when you're young, <laughs> because those terrible twos and menopause do not mix. <laughs> They do not mix. I'm telling you, because she's got her own way of doing things. She's very independent. Wonder where she learned yeah, that from. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. just thinking of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like, holy cow. And I'd have to tell myself, you are a grown up. You cannot have temper tantrums. But man, I wanted to. <laughs> and whoo, you talk about that, Sergeant. Sergeant Sonia had to figure out another way of doing things. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't quite equipped for that. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you literally, you didn't just jump in and say, hey, okay, I'm going to be mom. I mean, you mm-hmm. jumped into the school part yep. of it. I mean, yep. you're you're like literally the president of the PTO. Vice too. president. Yep. Or mm-hmm. vice president. Yep. Yep. I mean, I mean, you are like putting on walks and yep. this and that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, you are that. I mean, That's right. you're not only a, a great speaker, but you're a great Thank mom, you. a great wife. So one day, um, I was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I said, um, I'm like, you need to write all this stuff down. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I, yeah. I like, I'll never forget this time. And I said, I was in the airport and I said, you need to start writing this stuff down. Mm-hmm. I said, because you need to be an author. You mm-hmm. need to write a book. And mm-hmm. you're like, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not an author. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you literally one paragraph at a time. Yeah. And it was know? funny because I had written, uh, about my accident and, um, I I sent it to a couple of publishers and I didn't get any bites whatsoever. And I remember uh, I said, well, I did write it about my accident. And so I went back and I got that manuscript and I started reading it. You sent it to me. Yeah. And it was was awful. (laughs) Yeah. But the story was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, you're now, I mean, you've been speaking for years and you're impacting people from those tragic. Yeah. You know, stories. It's still amazing when people come up to me and, you know, tell me how much it meant to me them to share my story. And, you know, I'm a hugger, so I'm hugging on everybody and I'm I'm crying. (laughs) It's amazing to me because and again, because we do a lot of speaking together Mm -hmm. and then we support one another when it comes to um, going to each other's events so we can videotape it or or whatever. But I'll like I have a a story that I tell and people always come up to me and they're like, is that story real? Mm -hmm. Or is that fictional because you want to motivate us? And I'm like, no, it's real. (laughs) They say the same thing about your story. And that's what's so heartwarming is I see people crying and you hugging on them. Yep. So now you're an author. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, how exciting is, is the speaking business for you? And, and, And the reason why I asked that is I want to ask this. I know how much fun you have. Yeah. 
But do you remember the first time that you got booked for a gig? Oh, it, I actually got paid for it? No, 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 no. Just oh, the first just time. Oh, for my first it one? Wasn't, it, no, it wasn't an audition. It was, I mean, it was because, now you know, the speaking business is completely different than everything else, even though it's still like a little bit of acting, a yeah. little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that. You have to put it all together into a 20-minute presentation. <laughs> And, and and I want you to be honest about this story because yeah. I'll never forget. Um, I, I call them training wheels. Some people call them a a, a book that yeah. they read from yeah. <laughs> because they're so nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you remember the first time that you actually got up in front of and I, and I believe if I, if I'm not mistaking and I'm I'm a guess here. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Rotary Club. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean that's how I got my start is yeah. Optimist Clubs and Rotary yeah. Clubs. Anybody who who would just give me a chicken dinner, oh, yeah. you know and what I mean? <laughs> trust me, it was only because of you that I got these gigs because yeah. you introduced me to these Rotary Clubs and and yeah. the Optimist Clubs, and they were like, if Johnny D says you're you're good, we're gonna have you in, and I was like, rut roll. <laughs> so, Sadia, do you remember <laughs> like to this day? Do you remember the first time that you got up, or maybe not even got up? you got to the venue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were you nervous? Uh, man, <laughs> you better be honest with us. Let me because... tell you, I was sweating my butt off. Okay. I was sweating my butt off and it was the middle of winter. Right. Right. And you talk about, okay, well, you know, you've talked in front of people before you're an actor, you can do this. And yeah. I'm like, but I ain't never talked about my stuff before. Right. You know, it's yeah. like you are completely wide open and vulnerable. This yeah. is not a character. This is you. It's you. And, yes. and, and it's only you and a microphone. Exactly. And that's what we were talking about earlier. I mean, there is no backup man. Nope. There is, no, there is no, it's, you yep. and a microphone, and mm-hmm. you either better be funny, or you better be motivating, yep. or you had better be inspirational, but yep. you better do something. Yep, because when you see people falling asleep, you'd be like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it was it was wild, and, and at that time, I had my speech... <laughs> I'm a binder lady. Anybody who knows me will tell you I got I still binders have pictures for everything. put away for this for that special moment <laughs> yes. one day because oh, I am back. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my little binder and I've got my um my speech in like 20 point you know, font so I can read it, you know, without my reading glasses so right. I can, you know, ha- look halfway decent and I'm reading it. I I was not confident in my ability to tell the story. I was reading it and, uh, you know, they were still very gracious and just amazingly complimentary, Mm -hmm. but I was like, okay, I got through that. I didn't bomb too bad. Well, the good thing is you're a great reader because of the fact of you can read the prompters and stuff like that. So you're used to that. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I did, I had some inflection and some delivery. So yes, (laughs) yes. But yeah, I had to read it. I was, I did for like the first three talks I ever did. I read it verbatim and I would look up, you know. So, so, so then things change because when you get booked, booked for your first gig that's paid, things change even again. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you are a professional because yes. you're getting paid. And, and I'll remember, I will never forget. It's still in my man cave outside mm-hmm. above my garage door mm-hmm. was my very first dollar and very first paycheck Uh-oh. that I got. And it was like 220 or yeah. 250 bucks yeah, yeah. for a, like a 20 minute presentation. Yeah. And, and I literally stood outside the venue wanting to call on my cell phone and cancel <laughs> Because all of a sudden now I, I had spoken like 20 or 30 times mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. 
But all of a sudden now they're they're gonna write me a check <laughs> and things change. I, I I'll never forget. I mean, I threw up. I mean, I did I did everything. I mean, I was a nervous wreck until it was all over. Yeah. Do you remember the first yeah. time you actually got paid? Oh, and, yeah. and, and was it a little bit different? Oh man, let me tell you, it was different because now you got to fake it to make it, okay? Because <laughs> you like, yes, I'm a professional. You don't know this is my first gig. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I'm in there and I'm waiting, you know, for them to come and get me out of the lobby. And I'm like, you know, I'm just taking deep breath exercises and I'm like, you've got this. You you know what you're doing. Everything is good. These are your stories. You can you can do it. Yeah. Um, just like John told me. And you remember I called you. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm here. Uh, 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 uh I'm here. I'm I'm ready, I think. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I said, hey, I said, go outside. Mm-hmm. Right now, you got 10 minutes. Go outside and tell them you'll be right back if someone's right there and just mm-hmm. go outside and breathe. Yes, I did. <laughs> Don't too. let them see this. Don't I'm let telling them see you, this. man, because I thought I was having an asthma attack. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I yeah. got dizzy. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, it wouldn't be good if you fainted on your first kick. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, I had to pull myself together. Isn't that funny? Because it doesn't matter what people do for a living. Nope. All of a sudden, when you start getting paid for it, it, it's a different feeling. It is. You know, and because at the end of the day, we are artists. Yes. You know, um, w- let me ask you this. What's one thing about you that people wouldn't know? And I and, and I'm gonna I say that because of this. Everybody thinks, and I'm giving you some time to think about this mm-hmm. while I'm talking here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to do you a solid. Mm-hmm. But people often think that they know me. But one thing they don't know about me is I'm a very shy person. And and you know this. Mm-hmm. I don't speak until I'm spoken to. Mm-hmm. I don't. But once I do, well, then, you know, I jump in the character yeah. and, and I'm me. But I'm a very shy pe- person and people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. I'm able to, to take the stage and be that person that people told me I would never be. Yeah. Yeah. What is it for you that people wouldn't know about you? I am very self-conscious. Okay. And people, they're they're like, oh, you're always so upbeat and you say good morning to everyone. And, you know, you always look like you know what you're doing. And there's so many times when I beat myself up going, oh, you could have done that better. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could have done that better. And why didn't you think (laughs) of that? You know, and yeah, I am my worst critic and I beat myself up a lot because I want to be a perfectionist and I know there is no such thing as perfect. So would you say then giving advice to someone that that's listening to right now. I know that me and you have plenty of those nights throughout the week. Uh, and I don't think there's a week that goes by that we don't communicate and, mm-hmm. and tell each other uh, or come up with ideas for yep. different things or helping one another do things to, to go to that next level. Yep. Um, surround yourself with positive people that believe in you. Yeah. It's so important. You know, because People often say, oh, I have so many friends that that totally have my back. And I'm like, no, they don't. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. they don't. Yep. They want to see you get so far and that's it. Yep. And then as soon as you start doing better than them, they want to hold you back. Absolutely. Or they want to suck the life out or of you. Or they want to suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. And, and you know this. Yes. I mean, when, when I'm home, I don't have friends. <laughs> I, I'm working all the time. And yeah. you know this. And, and, and after... You know, a couple glasses of wine or a couple beers, I yeah. get really creative. Yeah. And, and oh man, that's some of our best work, man. <laughs> some of our best work is like you're like, hey, dude, I have to go to bed. It is one o'clock in the morning right now. And, you know, and, and I'm like, oh yeah, but 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 you're right. like, okay, but it seems to work. It does. So would you say that that's 
the same thing as telling people to just surround yourself with positive people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I always go back to that Think and Grow Rich uh, book by Napoleon Hill. And he talks about having a mastermind group mm-hmm. and having people that really believe in you and support you and, and will help you in your endeavors as well as you helping them. Well, that being said, I believe in you. Yes, I believe do. in your in your in your talk and in your presentation. I've seen it with my own eyes, my <laughs> own ears of how you inspire others. For someone that's listening, and I can't believe that it's actually been going on uh, fifty minutes right now, but I have yet to talk about <laughs> how somebody can get a hold of you. Okay, and I want to make sure that you say it and spell it because that sometimes I even still sometimes spell Sonia wrong and okay. then I get some other Sonia Crosby that's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is another Sonia Crosby out there. Well, uh my website is of course www. dot Sonia Crosby Speaker dot com. That's S O N J A C R O S B Y S P E A K E R dot com. One more time. Sonia Crosby Speaker.com. I'm not spelling it again. No, John. no, no, no. That that's perfect. <laughs> they they can um you know go by and um ask, do you have a memorable moment um as a, as both of us being, you know, speakers, I have like one or two memories of somebody coming up to me saying, Hey, you know what? You really motivated me. You really inspired me. You, yeah. you, there's just something about what you said that changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember or do you have that one right now that you can share with us? Yeah, well, it's not so much changing their life, but just letting them know that they can do it too. Yeah. You know, if I can publish a book, if I can write a book yeah. and you have something to say, then write the book. Yeah, amen. You know, I mean, it has to book. start somewhere. Exactly. I mean, I mean Sonia... And, and not to interrupt this, but you are right because I think that we're on our third edition of your book mm-hmm. because you ha- and, and I told you that you have to walk before you can run. Yes, you have to take a step before you can walk. Yes, so write the flipping book. Exactly, write it. Yep. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how much is misspelled. Yeah, write the book. Exactly. And you're like, but but I said write the book. I know you were <laughs> so funny too because I was so self conscious and it was really ripping myself open wide yeah. to write this book. And I figured, well, I've done all this healing. Why am I going to go back there? And I'm telling you, when I wrote this book. I cried over this book. I I would write three pages and then I oh I can't take another yeah, I and that's can't fine. take another day. But I continued to do it. It's, and amen, and you, yeah. you would call me, what you doing? Did you write today? Uh <laughs> um not today, but I wrote three pages yesterday. Yeah, I know you told me that. <laughs> so you're gonna write tomorrow? Uh yes, I'm gonna write tomorrow. He said, Don't make me call you. You didn't write. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of motivation and that kind of support that just says, hey, come on, you can do this. This is what you do. Even your book has even, you know, your, your cover has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. I mean, it's again, you have to start with something. Yes. And, and that's why I said, I go, Sonia, this will probably change. Yes. But you got to have something. Yes. And I had no money. I mean, yeah. you talk about 
I, I remember Ooh. when when you came up with that excuse. Mm-hmm. I'll ne- I was in another airport yep. and I said, "Listen, here's my credit card number." <laughs> you did too. You, here's two hundred and twenty five dollars. Get yep. the stuff yep. done. Yeah, you sure did. I'm like, I don't care. I go, <laughs> or, do whatever needs to. Mm-hmm. Order twenty books mm-hmm. and be done with it. Now you don't have an excuse. Get back to work. I know, and my but jaw I believe dropped in that. to the floor. <laughs> so getting back to that to that story, and I'm sorry I kind of went off, but mm-hmm. I, I it, it's so true that people don't realize that you have to start somewhere. You do. You have to just make that mindset of saying, you know what? Okay, today's the day, or today, right now's. I'm going to change my life. Yep. I'm going to change what's going on right now. Yep. Because yep. it's a minute, and then two minutes, yeah. and then five minutes. Yeah. So getting yeah. getting well, back to and you what, know, I'm, was it a woman? Was it, it was a, a woman? Yeah. Really? She was. She was. She was so sweet, and she said to me, "You know, I've been wanting to write a book, and I don't even know where to begin. And I have, you know, I have a story too. And I said, well, tell a story.'" And she says, well, I don't even know where to start. Start where you start. Yeah. If you start in the middle, then you go back and you start, you know, you you go back to the beginning or you do the end. It doesn't matter where you start. You just start it. Yeah. And then the ideas will spark and you'll continue to write. And I haven't heard from her in a bit. I think I'm going to check in with her very soon. Um, but just, you know, I said, it doesn't have to be perfect. You type it. Somebody else will edit it for you. Somebody else Amen. will read it for you and proofread it and say, yeah, that didn't make much sense. Tell me what you meant to say in that sentence. Yeah. And we have to have that. I mean, you edited my book for me. Yeah. And then and I mine. turned around and edited your book for you. Yeah. You know, because it's like, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. But um, tell me what you meant to say and we'll fix it. And yeah, and sometimes there it it's is. literally one word that yep. changes that one thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would just say, you know, if you got something to say, say it. If you got something to write, write it. Don't just say, oh, I've been thinking about such and such. I know I I have a couple of friends. Yeah, I'm writing a book. How long you been at that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, about uh, 12 years. It takes you 12 years to write a book. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. So Somebody's lying. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, oh, and it's this and it's that and it's this. I'm like, you know what, dude? You know, well, my... I won't use the language that I usually use, but I say, you know, you got to poop or get off the pot, man. Right. You got to do you it. You have to start somewhere. Yes. And you know? like you said, I mean, and, my and, first and, book and cover was anything. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like my first book cover, but. But you it had was a like, book cover. Yes. And I had the story and it was getting out. Yeah. And people were being affected by it. People were, you know, just really touched by what I was. How can they find you know, your book and what's the name of it? Well, it's called A Heart's Whole Heals. And the subtitle is A Journey of Positive. Positive perseverance, and Where can it's we find um, it? it's on a, a book patch. Book patch is uh, a self-publishing website, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And you can also go to my website. It has a link to uh, SoniaCrosbySpeaker.com. That's right. I just love you. <laughs> so good for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can go there. But now, you know, I got a new cover. I'm really pleased with yeah. it. I re-edited it. There's some pictures in it now. And, you know, who knows? I might do something else with it later. But it could be, you know, I'll have a sequel to it. I, I who knows? That's right. But again, it's it's that it's that start. It's it's getting out there and just taking the chance. What kind of organizations and companies do you work with? Man, I love all of them. <laughs> yeah, but but I especially love younger people. I love colleges. I love high schools because the tools that you use in in really using the power of positive perseverance. They really help when you're younger, mm-hmm. you know, 
allowing you to really understand that, yes, you are always going to have challenges and you have to change the way you see those challenges in order to deal with them. Yeah. But it helps everywhere. I mean, people Amen. go through change every single day. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Um, but I love babies. I love talking to kids because they're, you know, they're not to be cliche, but they are our future, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I really want to be able to affect change for them so that they can be positive about what they need to do in their lives and be honest about it. Because honesty is is... Man. You just said it. Be just be honest with yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's like so many people these days, they're not just honest with themselves. Yep. You know, they're all worried about how many followers and likes yes. and this and that. And it's yes. like, you know, you people joke around with me all the time. I'll I'll walk by a mirror or a reflection and I'll blow myself a kiss or something. And mm-hmm. and people will be like, You are so stuck up. I said, Mm-mm. No, I said, that may be the only positive person I talk to all day long. No, that's right. And they look at me and they're like, and I look at them like, you, you might be the negative <laughs> yeah, one I'm talking yeah, about. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Because there's nothing wrong with looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you love yourself. Absolutely. Because you have to love that person before you can go out there and do anything else in life. You got that right. You can't be in a real a, a relationship without it. You Amen. Have, there is nobody that's going to complete you. There is nobody that is going to love you more than you love yourself. You have to put yourself first. And I know people go, well, you put God first. Yeah. Well, guess what? God gave you sense enough <laughs> right. to love yourself. And you love God, you know, with that, in conjunction yeah. with that. And then you can go and spread love you know, in, in the world, you can get a spouse, you can have children, whatever. They always say you have, you have to change yourself first, then your family, yep. then your city, then your state, and then the country, and then and then the world. Yep. Small, and, and, small drop and of water. And when I realized that, that's when things, you know, happen for me. It's yep. like, hey, listen, I got to change me first. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't listen to all the people that told me I couldn't do it. Right. And don't go blaming somebody else for no. all your troubles. Heck no. <laughs> You know, because we can blame, blame, blame all yep. day long and we can find excuses all day long. Absolutely. So you, um, those of you that are listening, uh, look Sonia up on SoniaCrosbySpeaker.com. Um, she is an amazing, amazing oh, speaker. So and I mean sweet. that co- coming from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. Your story is amazing. Thank uh, we, you. I, I'm looking at my notes going, I didn't even touch half of this. <laughs> and, and we're going literally on an hour right now. So you, you say that... Um, if you have something to say, say it. Yes. I know that you end every one of your presentations with what I think is is just an amazing um, poem. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you, if you would call it yeah, a poem I, yeah, or a rant. I don't a, know what you would call it. Yeah, just, it's kind of an a ending. slam poem. That's what we call it. A slam? Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, see, I, I, I don't even... But it's, it's spoken word, and, and, and I'm going to end this podcast, um, Sonia, with... If you, if you don't mind, I'm going to put you on the spot, and um, I know you know it by heart, so go ahead and um, end it with the poem, the slam. Okay. What's the title? It's The Power of Positive Perseverance. Okay. That's, that's what we call it. This is Sonia Crosby, the motivational speaker. Go ahead, girl. Take it away. The bitter taste of tears from the pain of losing my love, losing my life. Remind me that I am not dead, that I have life still left to live, although no clue of what or how I will do this. The prayers, no, the screams to the heavens seem to fall on deaf ears as my heart breaks into a million pieces. 
just like my body. I wake up every day, though not knowing why. But I wake up to see angels in body and spirit surrounding me to comfort my rage, my pain, my emptiness. I feel the power of love lift me higher than higher still, as if the light of a thousand suns draws me in. I feel love. I feel the pain fall away little by little. I feel the light of the sun on my face bringing me joy I thought I'd lost forever. I have positively persevered. Through the storm, through the night, I have indeed become the light. To see simple things, the shades of green in nature, enjoy the laughter of a child. I have chosen to live life grand, to always lend a helping hand, to be the change I want to be. Choose love. Choose life. Be free. Thank you. That's Sonia Crosby. This is Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. Sonia, you gave me goosebumps. I got a tear in my eye, and you do it to me every single time. Again, this is Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. You're listening to Outstanding Life Podcast. Don't forget to tune in next time. I don't know who I'm going to have next, but this one is really, really exciting for me because I had my friend Sonia Crosby here. And again, check her out at soniacrosbyspeaker.com. As I always say, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. Thank you for listening. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studios.